0: welcome back to the
1: inspired living with autoimmunity podcast i'm your host julie michelson and today we're joined by stephanie center the host of the revolutionary health podcast functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and occupational therapist in today's conversation we're talking about the connection between gut health and autoimmunity and how mold toxicity can contribute to a variety of symptoms and show up in many different ways Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited for our conversation and I couldn't wait to hit record because I knew some good things were going to come up and I know listeners want to hear too. So (laughs) let's jump in. I know you have, like so many of us, your own healing story that that brought you into the functional medicine world. Um, Share your journey with us.
2: Yeah. So I've heard you say this before on your podcast, but it's totally true. Like nobody wakes up going, oh, I think I'm going to be uh, an expert in autoimmune conditions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you get here because life was really hard for you at some point in time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, I I do have a medical background. I worked as an occupational therapist and mostly in hospitals, but I've been kind of everywhere over the span of uh, a decade. Wow. <laughs> that makes me feel horrible. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> Girl, <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, what what happened? Where? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? I was working in traditional medicine. I was I was seeing patients. I even worked in the hospital through COVID a little bit, and that was interesting. Um, but what happened? I got sick, and the system didn't help me. And I remember, I'm I'm a very um, I have a lot of gumption. I guess is a polite way to <laughs> say that. I would sit down with the CEO of the hospital that I worked at and and I would sit down with him and have lunch with him regularly and say, look, look, Lou, like the system is broken. Let me tell you why you lost my business as a patient, because I don't think I'm a snowflake. I don't think I'm special. Um. I'm having all of these symptoms. I, I remember very distinctly being 29 years old and looking down and being on all these medications when just a year prior, I had been on no medications as 28-year-olds should be <laughs> and thinking like, my problem isn't solved. So what was my problem? I was exposed to black mold. I, I was in, and this is the scary part. I was living in a brand new apartment. I was the very first tenant in Nashville, Tennessee, and there was black mold. and Mold is kind of interesting in that it kicks you where you're down. So I already had probably some digestive issues that I didn't know about because when you're in your twenties, you're like, whatever, I'll sleep it off. And I just woke up one morning and was like, my world has changed. And I had all these symptoms. And my husband, who was also living in this mold place, had very different symptoms. Yes. So mold is not um, it's not like, oh, here are the signs and symptoms of mold. It's like, no, no, no. It can be it can be a bunch of different things. Like literally anything. Really? Literally anything, <laughs> and so here I am. I don't know. I have mold, and I'm going from doctor to doctor. You know, and every doctor is siloed, which is its own problem. Yeah. These doctors aren't talking to each other, and I'm like, oh my word! I'm on all these meds, and I don't feel better. Like something's got to give. And I was on a lot of committees at my hospital. I was the cheerleader. I was. You know, uh, trying to um, make a change and make a difference in the hospital setting, and I just had this aha moment of like, "Steph, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than you." And um, that's kind of when I went off on my own and started to learn about functional lab testing. And I was just like, I I remember. I also remember distinctly thinking, "Okay, thyroid's involved. There's something wrong with my thyroid." I went to my primary care physician on three different occasions, asking begging for a thyroid panel. Yep be given TSH. We've all, if you're listening, you're like raising your hand. I've been there. I know that Me story. Me too. <laughs> yes. And so I finally said, do you have to be a doctor to order these things? Because like, you're just not getting what I'm asking you for. And I even at one point wrote on the lab, this is when I want to get measured. And I remember yes. there was an older lady in the waiting room going, can I see your paper? <laughs> <laughs> Where I left the lab, um, which is just anyways. So that's how I got into this business. Um, I never dreamed of being an entrepreneur. I never, uh, had, you know, you just, you, you're in a position where you have a problem and nobody's solving it for you and you have to solve it yourself. That's how I got here. And then you
1: get motivated to help other people do the same.
2: <laughs> 100%. And that's yeah. why we're all so passionate about what we do, right? Cause we know that pain.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Sorry for it's, my long-winded answer. No, no, no. There's so many. I have something in my eye. For anybody watching the video, I'm not crying. <laughs> um, there, it was just a, so moving. Yes. Well, and I, I actually could feel it because I've been there. Um, and same thing. I, I showed up at my doctor after years and years of TSH testing
2: mm-hmm. and said,
1: "I want this." And I, you know, I had written down everything that's on a full functional panel. And she said, I'm so happy to do it, but I won't know what to do with the results. <laughs> like, that's the next level wow. problem, too, right? Because I, I'm i one of many who I don't convert my mm. T4 to T3. And so. Then droid's not going to solve your problem. No, I had already been <laughs> on it for three years with no results. No, <laughs> man. Um, so anyway, it, it's it's sadly common. And this is why we do what we do and have these conversations Absolutely. so that everybody listening that was raising their hand, there are other places you can go for help.
2: 100%. And people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's the other Is You have to understand what the lab means and right. you know how to, how do you know, it, I, I very much felt, and I don't know if you had this experience, but when I did have labs that were off, it was like, well, this is just how your life is going to be now, right? Like, this right. is just, we don't have a solution for you. We can just tell you you're not normal. Like, well, that's not very helpful or empowering either.
1: Well, no, um, it's all disempowering. And I, I was thinking, you know, when you said, you know, I, I did nobody knew what was wrong with me and I was on all these medications. It wasn't a, me- a prescription deficiency, like... We no, <laughs> You know, that's the, like, we need to get that in our head. Nobody is defic- deficient in pharmaceuticals Love and that. I'm not anti-pharmaceutical. There is you know, definitely that's- a time and a place. And, and sometimes we need both as a bridge. How yeah. I'm curious, like, how did you figure out about the mold? Because I literally was just having this conversation this morning about mm-hmm. somebody who has issues going on and mold is a piece. Um, but how did you, like you said, you, it was a brand new building and I'm so glad you shared that because we tend to think like, oh, you know, mold is only if you can see black mold on the walls or if it smells musty, it's an old beach house, something like that. And mm-hmm. people really need to understand that new construction can have mold as well. So how did you connect the dots between here's what was going on with my gut Um, Or was it just because you did full testing?
2: Um, I'll preface this by saying it was not an overnight revelation. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) For about a good year and a half with no answers, feeling really hopeless, feeling really out of sorts. Um, I finally found I found a functional medicine doctor. She's an she's an M.D., um, who's known for thinking outside the box. And she just looked at me and she goes, what if it's mole? And I'll be real honest. I laughed. I was like, right. no, like I, I not in a brand new. <laughs> I don't yeah. have respiratory symptoms that what? you would associate with mole. But I said, you know what? That's one window we haven't opened in this house. So let's yep. open it. Um, and sure enough, I, I was positive for multiple types of mold, but Zachybotris, the black mold, the the key yep. bomb mold. The yep. A one was through the roof. And um, I'm really glad you mentioned, like, not being against medicine. I'm not at all against medicine. I yeah. did um, antifungal medication, and that yeah. was very effective for me,
1: which is great. And I love that you share that part of your story. Everybody thinks it's like, I, I, I take thyroid hormone and and I don't look at that as a failure. I joke, like I would fight somebody in an alley if they tried to take my thyroid hormone away because I feel so good when my thyroid is optimal. Um, And I know, you know, there is a camp of like, well, you should be able to fix every, I don't care. My whole thing is about feeling well enough to live well, right? Enjoy life not have that, which I know I can hear from your story, you know, life gets smaller and smaller and smaller when we're sick. Mm -hmm. And so I I have people come to me all the time. I heard your story. I want to do what you did. I want to get off meds. And I'm like, let's just figure out what's keeping you from feeling well. And then as a side effect, your doctors may take you off your medication, right? As you heal, (laughs) like it's not, um, you know, it's the prescription after prescription after prescription for the prescriptions when you're still not i i joke if my meds were working we would not be having this conversation today i would still be taking them and going about my business you know cuz i wouldn't know better so yeah Good. i i i love that you shared that because people think you know if it's not herbal you can't do it and sometimes you need you know a heavy hitter my my daughter is home visiting and she was just talking about, she had SIBO and, and she was saying, um, you know, I, I, I really felt the best when I was on zyfaxin which is for those who don't know, like a heavy hitting antibiotic, but, you know, we don't really want somebody on unless they have to be on it. Um, yeah. but it was a clear indication. She tried other stuff first, you know,
2: so I'm I, a huge fan of Zypaxin. Yeah. Yeah. Just- It's you know what it's what makes sense for the person too. Like I hate that we live in a world where everything is so like black and white, pro and anti. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why can't we just do what makes sense? (laughs) Right,
1: right. And I, I think that's I will say, like in the beginning of my functional medicine journey, like once I had healed and you know, and I went through the things I think most of us do, it's It's kind of like the, you know, process of phases of grief. It's like the phases of healing where then when you find out you're the, I got angry, like, oh my gosh, you
2: know,
1: (laughs) all these things were wrong, you know, Um, but I work with an amazing doc and, and I think there is something to be said for, you know, an MD or a DO who's practicing functional medicine, who can really marry those worlds yeah. is you know it it has shown me that like okay yeah the the, the best of both worlds is really the best of both worlds
2: 100% yeah.
1: yeah i love it so you mentioned gut and and i hope people don't get tired of hearing and i don't think so because it, it's just such a vast <laughs> topic of gut health and autoimmunity right and and how does one Affect the other, um, and so let's let's talk a little bit. You know, you said, "Oh, I probably already had a weakness in my gut, and that's why the mold exasperated." or it, yeah. you know, either sh- you know made it pop up to begin with, or um, but what is this you know connection? Uh, people are like, "Oh, all you hear is gut health, but why is it so important?"
2: Oh my goodness, how much time do we have? <laughs> I know, <laughs>
1: big question.
2: <laughs> be- for me, that's where my that's where mold presented for me. And I think that is kind of a, a unique story. Most, most people aren't going, Oh yeah, mold and gut, mold and gut. Um, and so that must have been, and you know, then, then you start to get reflective and you're like, Yeah, I remember as a kid when my parents would take me to Olive Garden, I would have a tummy ache after that. I did yeah. my body didn't like Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of go, Oh yeah, I probably wasn't like, stellar health. <laughs> like I thought well, maybe, we normalize. Yeah. How do you
1: even know? Yeah. I like, you don't know you're only in your body.
2: Like, yeah. And you don't know, a lot of, and this is true for a lot of women that I serve that they don't, they don't realize how bad they feel until they start feeling good. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so for me, I woke up vulnerable moment. I woke up one morning and I went 17 days without a bowel movement, which is super, I was never constipated in my life. So when this mold hit, it hit me hard. Wow. I ended up in the emergency room. Sure. Um, ironically, at the hospital that I worked at, <laughs> and, which is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, which I thought. Well, this was a sh- this was a really um, this was a red flag for me. This was um, a, a wake up moment for me. Like I had terrible, terrible care, um, and this is not to to to. Th- I love the people I work with. They're they no, wonderful. No, it's the it system. Just, I. I Listen, I packed my bags. I told my husband, I have a small bowel obstruction. I'm going to the emergency room today. They're going to do surgery. Here's what's going to happen. So I get there. They do a scan. I do not have a small bowel obstruction. They just said, you're really constipated. Here, we're going to write you a prescription for an enema, and then you're going to go to Publix across the street, the local grocery store, and you're going to fill this prescription and go home. And I was like, wow, $1,000 later. Um, I could have just gone and gotten an over-the-counter enema. And like, also, don't you think I tried this already before coming Ready? to you? <laughs> so it was just like, and then they're like, and we'll set you up with a gastroenterologist who can meet with you in November. And it was July at the time. Oh, my so gosh. It, I was just like, Whoa, like, and I'm just supposed to suffer between now and then. Um, And and the, the funny thing about mold, if you don't treat the root cause of mold, which is mold exposure, um, your problem is not going to go away because mold colonizes and grows in your body. And so I was on all these different meds to like make me go. And really what happened is it almost co- caused like bowel incontinence. I remember I was hiking one day oh and gosh. I was like, I think it's coming out of me because my problem wasn't constipation. My problem was this fungal overgrowth in my gut that um I didn't need Linzess, right? I didn't need that medication that didn't solve my problem. And I was just like, what in the world? So I did you know, the colonoscopies, I did the endoscopies. Well, we d- you're not you're celiac. Fine. Yeah, you're okay. No <laughs> colon cancer. Great. Thank you. I'm so grateful for that. But why do I have this problem, this, this horrible problem that won't go away? And, um, and I will say too, like healing is a journey. Even after figuring out the mold, sure. it wasn't like I felt good right away. No. It took years to heal. So if you if you're listening, like be in it for the long haul. Like celebrate your quick wins, but know that you're gonna have good days and bad days. It's yeah. it's like the stock market; it's gonna go up over time. But listen, there are gonna be some real dips in the me- in the middle. Um, and that I that's that. kind of my my story there. <laughs> that is the first I've
1: never heard. Healing is like a like the stock market. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you definitely want to be a long term investor for sure. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And it's so true. And, and I just had this conversation yesterday. I feel so well, but I feel so well because I do the things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm not doing the things to the, you know, the way I should be, guess what? I mean, thank God I, I will never, because I have the power, go back to where I was when I was really sick. But you know i I know like if I don't get enough sleep two nights in a row, well, you better believe that third night I am getting my sleep because i I just yeah. can't um and and we get hit with different stuff, and we need to adjust and grow, and it's a process that's never done for sure
2: for absolutely, and I would say also if like if you're somebody on a healing journey, for me, I took it too far. Like I was down to like 11 foods that I trusted. And for a year and a half, I only ate food that I made. I wasn't eating out. I wasn't. And that's not a great quality of life either. So finding that balance of like, of course, I'm never going to eat McDonald's again. But also, if I'm going to a wedding, I should be able to participate in that meal at the wedding. Right. So finding that like. To a degree. (laughs) Yeah. That middle ground.
1: Yeah. Well, and I do think, I think it's part of the process when we've been so sick and then we find, you know, what helps us get well. I went through the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I always joke with with clients when we're getting ready to do an elimination diet. I'm like, I know you think this sounds crazy, but you are not going to want to reintroduce and we are going to do it while we're together
2: Yeah, because
1: you need the most varied diet that supports you. And but so I do think I think that's very common of, you know, we just hold on to I I have a client who has RA and ulcerative colitis. And I was talking to her yesterday, she's been doing amazing, like really quick, it's just crazy, you know, so quickly. And I that was one of the questions I asked, I said, Well, have you been eating out? And she said, Yeah, I was like, yes, (laughs) you know, you're not just hiding in your house, eating these few things because that's the point. Big life. We want big life.
2: Big life. Oh, I like that. Yeah, me
1: too. (laughs) So... You you talked about and I don't know for me I was like well yeah it makes sense I know we we mentioned mold can show up anywhere right people ask me all the time well what are the symptoms I'm like what symptoms do you have it could be <laughs> you know um, at least a factor and you're right we initially think of respiratory stuff you know that would be something that would lead people to check for mold quicker. I, but I think of toxins and gut health as definitely going together or counter to each other and mold is a toxin. And, and so that does make sense to me. Let's talk a little bit about it, it can be mold specific or toxins in general and how that impacts gut.
2: Oh, absolutely. Cause your immune system lives in your gut. Right. So, and, and, and like just the, Basic biology, right? You have one hole from your mouth to your butt and that you just have one tube and the air you breathe is going into that, that tube. Anything you drink, anything you eat. Um, I, I, I interviewed, um, Michael Rubino once. He's the, he's like a mold expert. He's, he wrote the mold medic book and he's, he said something that blew my mind. He goes, we take 20,000 breaths a day. That's 20,000 opportunities. For things to enter our respiratory tract, but also our digestive tract, yeah.
1: and and don't, and don't stop breathing, people. Yep, <laughs> don't hold your breath.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I mean, there are other toxins outside of mold that exist and that live, and 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 I think that that's part of this conversation of the microbiome. Everybody's interested in the microbiome. Like, where did this come from? What is this? Um, and then we could i mean if we really wanted to go down that that rabbit hole of glyphosate and how that strips you know the bi- the biodiversity of our soil so we're not getting biodiversity in our food like we used to and that offsets our gut we're not we're not as well equipped for those toxins that we come in contact to because we already are at a disadvantage uh, biodiversity wise in our gut um I don't know if that answered your
1: question. It does. Or- I, it it definitely um and again, it's like you said, it's not necessarily mold specific. It's it's all the toxins. It you know, you can't separate out glyphosate from I I'm one, not everybody feels the same way. I feel if you had the one, I think health is individualized and and um there's no one plan for everybody, but I do. The, to me, the one <laughs> constant is if you have autoimmunity, gluten is not your friend. Mm. And then I do follow it up with I. I can't tell you if it's the actual gluten or the glyphosate because you can't separate them out. If you live in this country, you just can't. And so, and it doesn't matter. Really? I mean, you know, one day we'll know which one's worse. Right? I think it's probably the glyphosate for sure. Um, But when we talk, and that's where it's the how much time do you have conversation? Because when we talk about, you know, well, why are autoimmune numbers exploding? You know, and is it our food system? Or is it the toxins? Well, our food system is toxic. So how do you like, how do you separate those factors? Oh I think God. you just can't. No, there's- not to be doom and gloom,
2: really, not like- <laughs> at all. Because we have agency over all of these things, yes. right? You what you eat, we we could grow our own gardens if we wanted to. We don't have to. I do,
1: <laughs> you know? I do and I, I cannot wait until you know we're going to plant in probably about three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I live somewhere where I don't, I don't grow in the winter other than my parsnips. And I still have some in the garden mm-hmm. from last year, which is amazing to me that they can just still be so happy and tasty. Um, I am tempted My my best friend lives in Florida in a condo and she has this like hydroponic indoor yeah. garden. And I'm like, we may need to do that. So we have stuff all winter long. <laughs> because in the summer and i have, you know, clean protein in the freezer, in the summer i barely go to the store at all because we just go outside and get dinner. Awesome. It's great. Cool. But and that's not a reality for everybody and people say, "Well, i don't know how to garden. I don't know how to garden. You I learned. just plant stuff and it seems to grow in spite of me." You know, like <laughs> I am I am like the least educated gardener and we just added two more garden beds because we just love the abundance of the food all summer. Um but again, so uh, aside from that's really, you know, taking ownership and and an opportunity. I do believe you can, like my friend grows inside. You can garden anywhere, but um that's not a starting point usually for most people. Yeah. So what are your like what what should people be doing and and maybe specifically people with autoimmunity if they're listening let's go back to the mold before we get into the food yeah if somebody's listening and they're like well i have symptoms that just don't add up right or they don't they don't really know um you know what should they do how do they explore
2: So there are a couple things you can do if you want to get data on your house. Like if you are thinking, oh, I think my house might have mold. Um, there's a test called an ERMI. It's Environmental Mold Relativity Index. Um, pretty cheap test to do. You get a wipe or you can get multiple wipes depending on how many spaces you want to test. Um, there are pros and cons to the test, just like any test. Uh, But I think overall it gives you the richest amount of data, the best bang for your buck if you wanted to test the space you're living in. Um, now if you're wanting to test yourself, like does my, does my body form mold? Right. Uh, there are a few ways you can do that. You can, uh, Great Plains has a great Mycotox profile. I also like, um, just your regular IgG, um, ige blood mold test to see like do you have oh, a really what term reaction to mold or a long-term reaction to mold and the different types and that can give us i always think of like because with mold you can't look at somebody's report and be like oh yes you since 1979 you've been doing right. you know you can't do that it's not it's not akin to like i compare it to a stroke on an mri you can look at someone's mri and you can tell oh this stroke was acute or this stroke was remote you can't really do that with mold except when you use these blood tests where you can say, Oh, you're having an acute response to this or are having a long-term response. And then we can go, oh, Well, maybe your childhood home had this and maybe you don't right. have it or something. It gives, give this more nuanced information. Um, but I will also say, like, if you're going to test yourself, it makes sense to test your house because if your house, if you, if you're positive for it and you don't know about your house, you're not really doing yourself a service because. Right you're going to have constant exposure to it if you're living in a house with it. Um that would be and that would be can harder. you
1: heal from mold toxicity while you're currently being exposed?
2: Yeah, that would be very hard. I don't know. I mean, you can certainly try it would be just a game of merry-go-round, you know. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with no. You
2: can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that's a tra- the- it
1: was a leading question. <laughs> it, I mean, I you know can't I can't swear nobody ever could. Um, but yeah, that's an uphill it, battle. It would be like least. trying
2: to paddle a boat that has a hole in it. Like you're right. not you're not going to get very far because yeah. you have it. You have an entry for water, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. And and so. Say somebody has mold, you know. They they get tested. They have mold toxicity. They you know figure out this house. It was an old house. I lived in South Florida for thirteen years, uh-huh. well before I got ill. But I have no doubt that that was where I was exposed. Um, Huge place for mold. Oh yeah, and I. But you know, it, it's everywhere now. It is, it is it literally is. everywhere. When we moved here twenty years ago, we were told, you know, oh, there's no mold in Colorado. Bowl. Like, <laughs> yes, there is. And there's mold in Arizona. So it doesn't really doesn't matter where you live. Some places for sure are worse. Um, but it, it, if somebody says, you know, they, they do the testing, they find out, okay, I have mold toxicity, we're gonna go after that. Mm-hmm. Is, is it ever in isolation? Or, you know, do you have people do other things?
2: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> right. Because you're, what's a good example of this? Most, most people that have a thyroid problem don't have a thyroid problem because they have a thyroid problem, right? Most people with a thyroid problem have a thyroid problem because they have a problem somewhere else. So that, that's kind of where the conversation goes with mold is like, well, where is it presenting in your body? What problems is it causing you? And it does. It kind of is like a, a choose your own adventure sort of deal where you're going, <laughs> hey, where do we look next? Like, what do we think is happening? And you're just kind of um, peeling the layers of the onion for somebody, um, which is super empowering, by the way, when you finally have answers and validation. Like, for like, if you're listening, 100 percent, this is not in your head. Like, you are not crazy. Thank you. Yeah. Your symptoms are valid and real. Um, and your experience is going to be different from somebody else's. And that's why... Um, I'm really against our cookie cutter healthcare system that kind of treats everybody like they're in an assembly line. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's so important to to treat somebody as an individual, as a person. Yeah, we're going to use lab data to validate your health concerns, but we're not treating the lab data. We're treating the human and that's going to look different for everybody.
1: And we're not treating the symptoms. Like you said, it's the why, like why? Why no, your symptoms are important. They matter. I want you to tell me sure. your symptoms. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's yeah, not we're not. Be, Here's a pill for your symptom. It's going to be. Then true. we're going to ask why is that? Why expressing are you that way?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not having a migraine because you're having a migraine. You're having a right. migraine. Something else is happening in your body. So yeah, let's. We don't want you to suffer with migraines, but we also need to figure out why you're having them in the first place. And we um, I don't even them. remember what your question was originally.
1: So it was to say somebody like like you mentioned, and for we'll just take it back to your story. Okay. Um. You you know mold will it's opportunistic, right? So it's going to show up in your body where you probably already have something going on, even if you weren't aware. Mm-hmm. So for you, it was gut, and we're talking gut health and autoimmunity, and and so I'm guessing you didn't just go after the mold. Like, and then that was it. You took right. the medication, you took the antifungal, and then you were all better?
2: Oh, heck no. That was just the, that was the starting line. If this was a marathon, that was like mile three. Okay. Um, because then you you learn about more healing opportunities in your body. Like, because you have to ask yourself, like, why did, like, if somebody else were to live in this apartment, would the would they be feeling the same thing as me? Or right. would well, they? you said your husband
1: wasn't, right? So wasn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He he had very, he did. I mean, he did react to the mold, but he was nowhere near as sick as me. Yeah. And so that made me consider, well, do I need to do genetic testing? Do I need to do, you know, just kind of opens your mind up to all these things that you could be doing? Cause ultimately we want to feel well. We want that. We want a great quality of life. Um, so no, I didn't just stop at mold. I worked really, really, really hard to heal my gut. Um, because i had identified that as a weak spot and so um i did a lot of things some things worked and some things didn't and you just kind of um trial and error things and and i would say i would say that as an encouragement if you're listening and you're like well i tried to heal my gut and it didn't right. work well then you didn't try the right thing try something right. new and work with a practitioner that's not so cavalier that they think that you the know this is the way
1: yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I, and work with a practitioner. I mean, I, I healed a majority of, of my symptoms at least with that before I found a practitioner, but I, I always joke, I don't recommend, I literally, it was like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Right. Mm. I would listen to a podcast and try or read a book and try. And cause I didn't know there was this thing called functional medicine, but right. <laughs> there were people, there were health coaches and practitioners that could help guide Uh, which is why you and I do what we do, because we can shortcut for people. We can really help guide them. Um, But I love what you said. Nobody, there is no all knowing practitioner or coach or anybody who has the one way to heal. Like that's just not, so you want to make sure you're, you have somebody who, you know, has a lot of tools or will refer you if they're stuck. Absolutely. Yeah or partner with people, you know, I mean, that's, that's all
2: the time.
1: What about, this is an opinion question, but it's an educated opinion question. um, Because this is trickier, I think I find in practice to convince people, Um, somebody comes to you and they have autoimmunity, and maybe mold and, and, you know, the list, a list of things. But they don't have gut symptoms right? Because I think it was easy for you to know you needed to work on gut healing, right? Mm -hmm. But what about people who don't have gut symptoms? Do you think they still have gut healing work to do if they have other expressions of autoimmune conditions?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. I, um, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm actually working with a client right now who does who who jokes and says she has an iron gut. And um we have decided to run a GI map on her because she has other symptoms that that even though they're not digestive, they still kind of nod to the gut. Like right. well, maybe but maybe this is gut related and we just don't know it yet. Um cuz the gut plays so many roles in your in your body, it's not just rest and digest.
1: What are I'm going to just keep throwing you under the bus because I know you can handle yep. it. What are some of those other things that nod to that's probably involved somehow?
2: Yeah. So we were talking about cravings. Cravings um, can maybe uh, indicate some nutritional deficiencies or malabsorption or something. Um, feelings and this or
1: overgrowth. And-
2: <laughs> for overgrowth yeah um and and i'm going to like s- say this as a blanket statement like feelings of maybe anxiety yes i was um, hoping you we were going to say that yeah and i and i say like there are lots of things that cause anxiety and i'm not trying to say that it's all related to the gut but it can be because anxiety can be your body's way of saying hello something's wrong pay attention to me yeah
1: and your neurotransmitters are most of them are made in the gut so Yes. it's it's you know we think of somebody has anxiety and that stress causes gut problems, but it's like chicken or egg, or and yeah. So I was hoping I I was secretly hoping you were going to say anxiety <laughs> as well.
2: <laughs> all right, I'm glad I
1: hit that ball when you pitch. Hey, I, I knew you would, but no, all of them. I mean, so really, there's there's I don't think, and this has been an evolution for me. Um, Mm -hmm. because when, when we started learning more and more about the microbiome and the gut, and I was one of those people who rolled my eyes, like, Oh, everything's the gut. Everything's the now I'm like, holy moly. It really all, like you said, it it may not be the cause, but at some point it's involved. And I believe, unless you've already done that intensive work to heal the gut, like you said, you've done, Mm -hmm. if you have autoimmunity, you need to heal. Like I told, I've yet to find anybody who doesn't have leaky gut that already has autoimmune expression.
2: Mm,
1: Yeah, It's I think one of the drivers, right? Or if you have a high toxic burden, whether it's mold or environmental or metals or all three, which usually, you know, it's a combo. um, Chances are pretty good that has affected the integrity of the gut in some way. Um, and, and so I really do think that it's just got to be part of a healing protocol is, is, but I find it, the reason I was asking really was personal yeah. I find it harder. It's easy to to work with people on gut healing when they have severe gut symptoms, mm-hmm. right? But when they think they have an iron gut or they feel fine, In that sense, you know, it's harder to get them to make some possibly uncomfortable temporary changes, at least with diet, as we're working on healing. Um, (laughs) And so I was just curious as to, you know, as to what you see.
2: Yeah, I've I've definitely come across that. Um, Or something, you know, you'll run a hormone panel and um, like uh, you're probably familiar with the Dutch. The Dutch, they um they give you Indicin, which can not be not the a- Dutch people, by the way. This is the Dutch test. urine <laughs> tests of comprehensive <laughs> hormones. Yes. Good good catch. Um so you get in this world and you you're like everybody yeah, knows everybody. Everybody knows
1: yeah. what a Dutch is. And some people yes. are like, I'm Dutch. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um but, so that test has a marker that can kind of or multiple markers, in my opinion, that can kind of point to maybe, oh, maybe there's something going on in your gut that we need to pay attention to. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of comprehensive functional labs is they give you ideas on, on what's happening in, in a certain place in your body and maybe where to look next. Yes. Um, so that you don't, you never feel, you never have a feeling of hopelessness because you're always going, well, there's something else we can uncover here. There's something right. else we can do. And so if this isn't your like magic bullet that fixes your problem, guess what? We have another place where we can look for answers because this test points to that. And it's, I think it's really empowering to kind of give that to somebody and and not only validate, like I I get, I get a lot of tears from clients like, oh my gosh, it's so good to know that like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and I'll tell you, there's nothing on any of these functional labs that, Many of us are intimidated by like you have agency over everything on those labs. So you use right. those labs as validation and then empowerment to heal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, functional testing is, can be expensive and, and there are so many rocks to look under that it's, it is great to have the guidance to do like a comprehensive, something comprehensive. I know you use Dutch. I used a different, you know, comprehensive blood tests. But it really gives us the, like, okay, you know, this is the the first rock to look under. or These are the first rocks to look under. Because um, I'm somebody, because I lived it for so long, that I want to look under all the rocks, like, yeah. immediately, right? Like, <laughs> I just want to know. And that's not realistic for most people, and not necessary, either. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you said, you know, it's a, it's great, it's validating, and it also can guide both.
2: Yes. yes. And I, and I want to clarify, I do not, I do not tell clients, let's do 12 different labs. No, no, but <laughs> I'm saying like, I would if I could. <laughs> yes. I love yes. data. You know? I, we start with one yeah. and then months Go down the road, there. I'll do another one because right. that first test is going to give us a lot of things we can work on. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I also think, and, but like yourself, I got curious and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to do all the tests to see all the things. Um, yeah. But I'm a practitioner so that I should be interested in doing that.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. Like this is the, I, I'm like, oh, wow, they can test that. I want to try. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what's going on in there. And that's where, like we were talking about glyphosate earlier I had done, I knew I had mold toxicity and I knew I had heavy metal toxicity. And then all of a sudden, when I started using for my clients, a, a complete toxin panel that also included environmental toxins, This is after years and years of me living clean and doing the things and healing and detoxing. (laughs) I was like, well, I want to, I want to do it. You know, I haven't done that. I'm going to run a full panel on me. I was like, holy moly, how, like, I still have glyphosate through the roof. Like somehow I've been able to clear metals and molds, but that I've held on to BPA. I haven't used plastics in forever, you know, it's wild. And I love and no, I, it's not really changing anything about how I live, other than reminding me that maybe I need to be up leveling some of my protocols for myself, because I'm human, too. Of um, course. But so you don't need you don't need to do all that testing, just when, when like you said, when you're living in this world, it's like, you know, yeah. I'm curious, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I love and we can and we can find out now, which is
2: exciting. Yeah, I, I love playing detective. I love yeah. And I will be my first guinea pig, right? Like I want to oh, know yeah. if, whenever I hear about a new test, I always run it on myself first because I'm like, Oh, me too. Is this helpful? I, let's see. Let's yeah, see.
1: I did I, a new DNA test, new to me DNA test last year. And I was like, this is cool. Like I we did it to see would you know, would it be useful for clients and patients? Like is it mm-hmm. something? And for me it was like, oh, look. I have a genetic predisposition to procrastinate.
2: <laughs> this is so validating. <laughs> well, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I, my daughter was complaining about that. I am very deadline motivated. <laughs> like, my daughter was, was complaining about And I'm like, sorry, it's genetic. <laughs> and your genes. And I'm not saying our genes are our destiny, people. It's just fun <laughs> it's to, to explore some of these things and be like, oh, huh. <laughs> So we covered a lot, and you can pick from something you've already talked about or totally out of the blue. But what is one thing that listeners can do today? Like, if they were nodding along with any of this conversation, what's something they can do to start to move their needle on their health?
2: Yeah, I love this question, and I always have like eighteen different answers picked out, and then I know. I'm like, and I don't know what, what I want to say more. Come out. <laughs> Okay. So we've been talking about mold. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I'm just going to say two things, if that's okay. Two free things you can of course. do. Okay. One thing, open your windows, get Ooh. ventilation. Okay. You're like your outdoor air is, I would argue almost always cleaner than your indoor air. So get ventilation in your house, open your windows for 30 minutes a day. Um, that's easy. It's free. Um, it should feel good to have like outdoor fresh air. air. In yeah. yeah. Fresh air. Um, even in the winter time, even if you live in Northern Michigan, yes, do it for 30 minutes yeah. a day. It won't kill you. Um, and the other thing is take your shoes off when you get in your house. That's another free thing you can do. You know what you're tracking in. You don't want me to tell you what's living on the bottom of your shoes. And especially if you have carpet, 100%, please take your shoes off when you get into your home. For um, babies and toddlers things. and people that are going to be. Oh my especially gosh. Especially yeah.
1: crawling around on the floor.
2: I have a six-month-old who is rolling. That's like, why I said it. Yeah, multiple <laughs> times. Like I turned around just earlier today and she had rolled like three consecutive times. She was like on the other side of the room. And I was like, Oh no! This is starting already. This is the beginning. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need to get one of those baby jails, one of those like uh-huh. pack and place to put her in now. Yeah, um,
1: for a little while until she can break out. <laughs> yeah, so until fun. she can. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> Sorry, that'll be a while. You, you'll have <laughs> respite in between. So, but that's awesome. So open those windows. I I love saying that. All. I'm so glad you said that. We were talking about new construction. Mm-hmm. You know, also potentially having mold. And this is one of the reasons why it, it, it can be such a problem is because now for code and to pass inspection, homes have to be too airtight. I mm-hmm. think too mm-hmm. airtight. Like they have to pay. I watched them. I built the home that we live in now and I, I watched them do that test where they make sure, you know, when everything's closed up and that's, the best solution is okay open those windows you know we all think like oh no but i have you know air, like i do i have air filters and i but we don't tend to really remember that the air outside is so much cleaner than the air inside the house for sure so i love that tip i'm really glad you gave that one and the shoes thing it's it's funny the things that when i was young i used to think were kind of like neurotic <laughs> They're just smart. (laughs) It's just (laughs) it's just it's just based in good science. Um, So really great tips. I'm glad you gave both. Got the bonus. It's it's so hard to give just one.
2: there's so you have more agency over your health than you realize. You really do.
1: I love that, and that's exactly why we have these conversations. That's the whole point. Because chronic illness can be so disempowering, and that's why. Steph and I are here to help you take your power back. Yeah. So for those that listen like I do, which is usually on the go, where is the best place for listeners to find you?
2: Yeah, so I I have a little podcast. Um it's yes. called Revolutionary Health with Stephanie Center. It's on any and all of your favorite uh podcast platforms. Same as these. Yep. Yep. So just type it. You can just type in my name, Stephanie Center, and I guarantee you it'll come up. Um, I have similar conversations as, as Julie. I, um, I like to interview people. I, I kind of challenge because I came from a traditional medicine world for so long. I, I kind of interview people in traditional and functional and kind of challenge the ideologies and beliefs on both sides and kind yeah. of see, you know, well, what's your approach? Why is this your approach? Um, and just kind of all in, all in good hearted. And I'm not, um, the intent is just for, to learn, for you to learn and make sure. your own decisions about things. Um, and I'm also, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie. I try to post content there regularly and she I have different. so highlights. much
1: better at it than
2: I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Check out her, I, her Instagram is awesome.
2: I'm going to age myself. I was out of graduate school when Instagram came out. So I feel a little bit like I don't know what I'm doing, but I figured out the highlights thing. And I have highlights where I'll go I'll go to Costco or Trader Joe's or, you know, name your favorite grocery store and I'll take pictures of organic processed foods and I'll ask you, is this healthy or not? And you'll be surprised what, even though it's lab- USDA organic, what is healthy well, and But what you important. said
1: processed. Processed,
2: yes. Processed <laughs> yeah. foods. Yeah, the the, the yeah. produce I don't need to take a picture of because no. you just know. But, right. I but it's that. interesting what they sneak into processed foods. So if you're interested in like, how to navigate, like, if you're going to buy something processed, like we, right. we all do, we all sure. buy something that's processed. Um, how to, how to support those companies that are making Doing that it exactly right. Better. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I would that. 100% pay an extra 45 cents for the non Whole Foods brand if they're not putting canola oil in there. Oh. I
1: Yeah. I wish they would just take that out of the store. Although they'd have to clear the store.
2: So, they would have to, yeah. Do you know if you must...
1: if you if you go to the the store in Austin, if you go to their flagship store, they mm-hmm. don't use canola oil because Austin won't stand for it. And I've so, been to their
2: flagship store. Yeah, they don't use canola oil. I want to say their hot bar still had it. Then it they? was
1: one of the other stores in Austin. There's, I've been to well, one okay. in Austin that, and it's because the people, the locals. Good for like, them. No, we won't buy this. And then, of course, you could look for to another store. And I've never it was one one store and you could get like grilled veggies with olive oil. <laughs> I would. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I would 100 percent give them my business at the hot bar if they would swap out the canola. Oil. Oh,
1: me, too. Me too, but they won't, the, so I don't. I don't give them. That my would business. be my go-to when I
2: travel. Would be yes, you know, and, and that that was our thought, like because we, we were going to like D.C. We had all these trips, and we we're like, well, we'll just go to the Whole Foods hot bar. Yeah. And then we got there, and we're like, and it's oh, like, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really <laughs> disappointed in that. See, I we could travel like,
1: together, Steph. I'm with you. <laughs> 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 find that clean food. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Anyways, those are the places you can find me. Um, I love, love interacting it. with people. Um, so yeah, come come say hello. Stephanie,
1: thank you so much. You have shared amazing gold with us today.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I've, I've been following your work for for quite some time and it's great to finally connect with you this and time.
1: Likewise, I know you were busy having a baby for a while. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we finally got to sit down and do it. Yeah, thank Perfect. you. For everyone listening, remember, you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did.
0: I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.